0: at Tires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Raxton Gross, how are you, young man?
1: Doing great. How about you?
0: I'm doing awesome. Hey, I want to thank you so much for uh, sitting down and talking with me and coming on ATV Talk. I know you got a busy schedule, lots of things going on. Uh, I know you're probably building and prepping bikes for the second half of the season. Um, how's that going?
1: Uh, uh, right now, uh, we've been doing pretty good so far in the beginning of the season. Um, uh, we, the first bike problem we had was actually at this, uh, last race event. And, uh, it was just a little stupid mistake we made. We think we got some water sucked into the intake and it put me down just, uh, like a lap. Um, I was still able to catch up and make a good race out of it. it got third, But besides that, uh, we've been doing good on prep work and right now just, you know, just getting the bike ready for the second half of the season, these last races. And there's four to go? Uh, Idaho, Mesquite, and Prim. So only
0: three. Only three races to go. Wow. Um, I want to get into some of your back history and and talk about some other things. But uh, a perplexing question came up. If you win the title Mm -hmm. in Pro-Am, what does that do for you next year? Can you come back and race Pro-Am again? Or are you going to be have to go somewhere else and race or are you going to go pro are you old enough to go pro
1: yeah so um the beginning of next year i will be 16 so i could i could race pro but uh i mean we're still up in the air about like we have a bunch of different things but i mean we would love to do um if i race next year i would like to say that i would race pro but we we have a lot of other things that we really have looked into and what I kind of want to do, I really would like to race on the East coast a lot, but you know, obviously it's hard living here. It's a lot of money to travel and stuff. If we works, if we race works next year, uh, that's probably going to be in the pro class. Um, and I'm not saying we're not going to race works, but, uh, on the off chance that we do get the opportunity to go to GNCC, then we might race GNCC. But if we come back to works, it's going to probably be pro.
0: Well, I can't wait to find out. And, and get the scoop on that so that we can sit down and talk about it.
1: Um,
0: yeah, I kind of figured that, that I would catch you there now.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had gotten a, like a lot of questions about it, but uh, just me being as young as I am and, uh, just my parents just trying to protect me from, <laughs> they don't want me to race with the pros just cause they're parents. But yeah, no, I mean, I've thought about it, but just waiting, waiting for the right time.
0: Have you got to ride with guys like Walker Fowler and, and Rice and Neil?
1: No, no, I've not. Um, I mean, I've watched them race. I mean, even just racing the the few races that I have back there, um, and just the youth ranks, it's uh, just it's crazy. It's just a whole different, whole different type of ball game. I mean, if I went back there, I would, I would nowhere near be a pro or I don't even think a pro am rider back there. I have to start at an A class. That's why we we're kind of thinking about like, Uh, the rules, like as far as if I race pro here, could I go back to an A class there? That's kind of what our dilemma has been kind of, uh, at this point.
0: Have you reached out to anybody yet to figure that
1: out? Um, yeah, we have, uh, we've talked to people and we've talked to people who have raced, uh, the AMA series already. Um, and they said that since works is not AMA sanctioned, it just goes by the rules. Um, we shouldn't have a problem dropping classes, um, So, I mean, we'll see. And I mean, as I said, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be a top rider right away. So, I mean, nobody, there would be no reason for anybody to really complain. And I don't think anybody would anyways, but you know, it's just, you don't want to be that person who's dropping down from a high class somewhere else. And, you know, you don't want to be like sandbagging or anything, but you know.
0: Well, they're two totally different disciplines as
1: well. Yeah, no, it's totally, totally different type of racing, like completely. And, but still it's like the rules and, Uh, I I don't know. We've looked into it a lot and we've asked a lot of people about it. We just, we really just got to sit down with someone from AMA and really just go over like what it, what it entails.
0: Were you supposed to go to snowshoe?
1: Yeah, I was, I was going to go to snowshoe. I was actually going to race a dirt bike and snowshoe, not a quad. Uh, But I obviously I couldn't can now.
0: Well, okay. Since we spoke about it before we started recording, um, you were racing a dirt bike at the low profile race or the quad cross race. Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, yeah, just, uh, I was out in the desert portion of the track. It was, it wasn't even a race either. It was, it was an unclassified lap and I just had come out of a corner. I would stood up and I kind of got back on it. And, uh, I mean, for me, I it had to have been a rock, but I, in my GoPro that I had on, it didn't show. But just hit my handlebars; it just threw me off my bike, and there's just nothing I can do about it. You know?
0: Wow. So you got some downtime with a collarbone and a wrist.
1: Yeah, got some, got a lot of downtime. It's gonna be, I mean, kind of nice. I mean, I guess uh, just get all the bikes done, and then, I mean, obviously, I won't be riding. But you know, just get to relax for a little bit. Something we normally don't get to do. You know. How
0: close to being ready for Idaho do you think you'll be when you go?
1: Um, pro- probably, I probably will not get to ride before Idaho because Idaho is a, is 11 weeks out. And doctor said longest is 10. So if if it does take the full 10, then I won't get to ride. But if it goes shorter, then hopefully we'll get at least one to two practice times in. So, I mean, obviously not ideal going into our final rounds of the season, but uh, we just you know you got to work with it.
0: Don't you have a comfortable lead in pro
1: Yeah, we we're doing pretty good so far. Um, so I mean, yeah, I could I could uh, not risk uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know the word, but I could take a take a blow like a or not even a blow like a third place or fourth place, and I could and I could hang with that, and I could settle with that, and it'd be okay.
0: Do you guys get a drop in pro
1: We, you know, I okay, want to say, I think we get one. I think we get one drop. So if for some reason it did get postponed or like if the doctor said something's not going right and we couldn't race, obviously it's not what we want, but we could potentially like just get a start in at least just to not get a DNS, to get the DNF in. So,
0: well, without, Without getting 50% of the laps, you don't get any points anyways. So having a, having a start is a waste of, uh, of a, of a gas, gas, trip, money, everything.
1: Especially going from where we are in California. I mean, that's all hypothetical. I mean, hopefully, I mean, we're praying we're going to be okay and ready for ready for Idaho and be able to go out and race and compete. But that's like worst case scenario. If that happens.
0: I understand. I understand. Let's talk a little bit about your past and how you got into ATVs. Um, I know your dad raced and, and when did you start riding?
1: I've been, I mean, I've been riding my, I mean, not my whole life, but since I was probably four or four or three, um, my dad, my dad's background was actually in desert. So most of my riding uh, at the beginning was just all just like the desert, just, you know, messing around. I didn't start racing, um, I didn't start racing until I was probably five when my dad got into the works side of things. Um, and uh, yeah, just been, I kind of just, we worked our way up for a while. I raced my 50, my 70. Um, and I think uh, when my 70 year was ending, we took a, took a break, um, from, uh, quad racing. Cause my dad had hurt himself pretty good in the Vegas Torino and my uh, sister races mountain bikes. And we were going to kind of take a break from racing quads and focus on her, her racing for a little bit. So we did take a good break there for a while, which was, I think was really nice. But, uh, recently, I think it was, I think it was 27. What year are we in? We're in 2022. So 2018, I think was our first year back and it was on a two fifty. And from there, that's where we've really started the big building blocks, but my, yeah, I've been riding my whole life, basically.
0: Uh, dunes, hard packed desert, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, everything. Like my, we used to be really big uh, glamorous people, so we used to go out and you know go to Glamis you know every uh, New Year's and Thanksgiving and all the big trips. Yeah.
0: When did you start getting on dirt
1: bikes? Um, dirt bikes, dirt bikes didn't really come in for a while. I mean, I think I was probably maybe ten or eleven when I started riding my first dirt bike and it was just cause we were never a really dirt bike people. We, my dad never had one, but he had just gotten one and he wanted me to learn. So yeah, that we just, we just, we kind of in the past few years have just kind of gotten more into the dirt bike side.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Uh, how long
0: or how young were you when you put, when he put you on a four fifty?
1: Um, four, 14, 14. And it was just out at, uh, at our local local tracks like McCain Valley and uh I mean I don't I mean I don't know if I I mean I enjoy riding the 450 but I it's not that I wish I stayed back but it's just like now with my age thing and just how everything's working out it's it's just getting hard like with how young I am and riding at where I am like riding at the level it's just it kind of sucks because I mean obviously when you start when you grow from like when you're really young and then you start riding your 450 at 16 and 17 and building from there. It's a lot nicer because I mean, you're just older and your body is bigger itself, but I mean, I'm happy I got put on when I did. So
0: yeah. Does it, does it cause you stress thinking about the fact that you're going to be 16 years old? And if you go into the pro class, that's, you know, the guy that's, the number one guys old enough to be
1: your dad? No, I mean, I, I'm, I'd like to say I'm, I'm pretty confident in myself. I mean, I'm not saying I could run with Bo or I can run with Travis, but I'd like to say I could, I could be there and be close and learn from them while they're still there. I'm not, I'm not scared, scared at all to race with them.
0: You've done a little bit of riding with Bo, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been riding with Bo, um, and, uh, I've not ridden with Travis a lot, but I've ridden with some of our pros. Yeah. That,
0: that makes it much easier. Plus the pro and pro M classes race at the same time. So you are on the track with them. Um, and you are on the starting line with them, maybe not the same line, but you've interacted with most of them and, and seen them ride for years.
1: Yeah, no. And I mean, I've been obviously since obviously I was a kid, I watched all the pro races. I mean, I watched Bo. And I mean, Bo's been my idol for like forever since I could remember. I think started because that was the only name I could say in the pro class was Bo Barron. And then that's just <laughs> how I picked my favorite rider and it stuck from there. But yeah, I've been big idol for Bo forever since I could remember.
0: Well, he's, he's, that's not a bad idol to have, dude. He's well, not, not on his idol, You know, I mean, that says a lot right there.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's just, I don't, I don't get him. He's, he's an animal, no matter what he does. He could be on a dirt bike. He could be on a side-by-side. He could be on a quad. I mean, it doesn't matter what he's doing. He's, he's going to be good at it. Just naturally talented at everything. And he puts the work into the show, So,
0: Not to talk about Bo, but uh, because this is your time, but yeah, he, uh, and he downplays his skill.
1: He, yeah, he does. He really does. I mean, he, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, dude, he's just, it's, I mean, you know, you know who he is and I'm sure people listening to this know who he is. It's just, he downplays, but he's, he's the pinnacle. He's where it's at on the, on the West coast.
0: I really enjoy talking with Bo. He's, he's always very insightful. He's got different ideas of how things work and he's laid back. He's not making it bigger than it is. Yeah. You know, the, the advice that I give most of the younger people like yourself when when they start asking questions mm-hmm. keep it all in perspective yeah you know and and relax because it, like if you turn pro at 16 on the west coast and let's just say you you race till you're 40 mm-hmm. 40 or, i mean how many years is that
1: 30 30 40, or no uh 20 30 40 years, i think yeah, 34.
0: 24 years in the pro class. The only other guy that I know that's been in the pro class that long or uh, even close
1: is um Johnny Gallagher. Johnny Gallagher Yeah, on the East Coast. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Gallagher, yeah. Around forever. Yeah, I mean, he's been I mean, he's been around so, I mean, I didn't even start watching the I didn't start watching the GNC stuff uh till recently, but yeah, Johnny Johnny Gallagher, I've I I've always followed, but yeah, I know he's been around for, for a long time.
0: So what's the big draw with going back to the cross countries?
1: Like, uh, what do you mean
0: for you? What's drawing you to race cross country?
1: Um, I mean, the racing, I mean, I honestly, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. It's just, uh, the few races I've done back there, it's just, uh, it's different. Um, it's really challenged me and I enjoyed challenges. And I, I, honestly, uh, I think a lot of the sport is over there too. I mean, it's not like it's, I mean, it's dropped obviously here. I mean, sadly, you know, ATV racing is not as where it was. And I think that it, it is, it's still pretty good over there. And that's not the only reason I want to go over there, but also it's like, I still see those guys, like the new guys like Hunter Hart or whatever. He is a younger kid who's coming up and he's able to make his living racing still. And I mean, that's what I that's what I would love to do. And what seeing that a young kid like that could still go and do it, and just seeing like that there. I don't know if I can do that here, really.
0: It's gonna to be tough. And California costs way more to live than most places. Yeah. You know, I mean, you go back to West Virginia, it's a little cheaper. Um, there's a lot more places that, uh, you could, you could hone your craft in, in woods racing back there. I was just in Ohio at, uh, Briar round seven for the motocross mm-hmm. big, big turnouts.
1: Yeah. It, it's huge over there still. Like it's, it really is. It's big. Like go into a GNCC event. I know it's dirt bikes and quads over there, but dude, it's, it is crazy. Like the turnouts, the camping is like. I just don't understand how that, like, I I didn't know there were even that many people that were still into this, that were still that into the sport. Like, it's just crazy.
0: Let me, let me give some insight. I don't believe the sport is suffering uh, like you think it is. Mm -hmm. I believe that this, the sport quad market and the the industry with the people in it is still very big. Mm -hmm. Um, One of your problems is, is on the West coast, there's so many different things to do, and everything costs twice as much out here. Yeah. When you go back east, the cost of living is less. It's still expensive, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not trying to shortchange them guys in any way, shape, or form. Um, but there is a little bit more leeway. Um and people don't live ATVs on the West Coast like they
1: do. Like uh, they do over there.
0: Yep. I mean, the, you eat, sleep, and and drink it, but how many people do you know or how many people do you hang out with that are the same?
1: I mean, yeah, and you're right. It's uh, not many people are like that uh, over here anymore, sadly, but, and over there, I mean, I've never really thought about it like that, but you are, I mean, you're completely right. I mean, over there, there's still tons of kids and they're all, you know, they're just growing and progressing and they, they live it just like, just like how you're talking about.
0: it was a great, it was a great environment. If you ever get to go to a motocross, you should, Mm -hmm. because you can jump, you can ride. You haven't done a lot of stuff with, with the little tires, but I think that you would adapt to it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a totally cultural shock for you as well, but you go and have success at a motocross race Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying you're going to go win the woods. I'm not saying you're going to go win works, but Mm -hmm. it's going to help make you a better
1: rider. Yeah, and I would I would love to do that too. I mean I mean you know getting to do it all I'd love to do it all I'd love to race ATV at Max. I'd love to race GNCC. And I mean obviously everybody just wants to race it all, but you know right you know, it sucks the cost of the dust.
0: Okay, means that the Honda is getting old. Have you looked into transitioning to a Yamaha?
1: Not yet. No. I mean everybody always asks us. Everybody always goes, when are you going to switch? Or, you know, everybody's constantly asking. And I mean, me and my dad have never, I don't think we've ever even looked, looked at a YFZ. I don't, I don't think we've ever been like, well, how much would it cost to build one of these or like, what is it? What would it really look like? Like we just have never, I'd say we've never been interested, but we've just never, never had the drive to go look, look at one of them. No.
0: I mean that's that's great. I mean I'm a diehard Honda guy too. But don't get me wrong. I think the Yamaha's got a great platform. Um, Motocross and Woods, they, those guys are switching to the Yamahas. There's still Honda people mm-hmm. in some of the classes. I mean Brandon Hoag rides a Honda, and that guy he was he was keeping Joel Hetrick honest until yeah. he had a mishap. But you know, um, they, they they he rides well, and, and his bike makes power.
1: Yeah. And, uh, uh, I watch, uh, I watch all the MX races over the, uh, what, what is that TV program called racer racer TV. TV? Yeah. I watch, I like, if I'm working down in the shop, I'll turn racer TV on and watch the whole MX like the whole ATVMX stages from start to finish. I love the racing. I, I've never watched a GNCC race over one of those, but yeah, I watch, I watch all the ATVMX rounds. Yeah.
0: That was, that was pretty awesome. I was impressed. I really was, you know?
1: Yeah. He's um, still, and Brandon Hoke's still a young kid. I mean, he's, he, I would like to say he's kind of like a Hunter Hart of the, of the ATV MX. There's, there's
0: five or six of those guys that are young and, you know, Max Linquist, Bryce Ford. Those guys are both 20. Yeah. Bryce. Super fast. You know, I mean, they've both been on the podium. I mean, I think Bryce is third in points still, you know, and Max is uh, seventh or sixth.
1: He had a, a bad he race. His, he just got his first uh, podium, though, this year, at least. I don't remember it in the past, but he just got his he, first.
0: His first podium this year. Yeah. No, yeah. no, he got second. Uh, um, he got second in Daytona. Did he really? Yep. And then he came out and had a, had two bad races. Daytona. I just talked to him the other night. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he coming off of an injury mm-hmm. only had a short time to prepare, went to Daytona, uh, qualifying, lost a motor Blew it up. The motor, made it to the second qualifying, uh, went out there and uh, had a good start came out fourth and, uh, after Brandon dropped, uh, he was third and then, Bryce had a problem and then he went to, uh, went to second and,
1: uh, I've watched Daytona too. I can't believe I forgot that. Okay. But yeah, I mean, still, it all
0: happened on the last lap.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Cause Brandon Hogue, his motor blew up and he was right behind Hedrick. Yeah.
0: Well, he was behind, uh, Bryce was behind Hedrick and Max was behind Bryce and then Hogue went down Gave it to Joel, mm-hmm. and on the last lap, I mean, almost to the finish, Bryce made a mistake and and dropped from second to fourth.
1: Yeah, I think he uh, crashed. I think he crashed in a corner. I think he flipped in a corner. I'm actually kind of remembering the race now. Yeah,
0: and yeah, and, and Weenen almost got him.
1: Almost got uh, Bryce. Like he was almost able to get around him after he flipped. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been good over you there know, all season so far.
0: Uh, it, it it's it's a lot of fun. Break down your year for me um with works.
1: Um works uh so far this year has been has been going really good for us. Um Randy has been making it a, a lot better too. I mean, I have to give a huge props to him because I mean our races have been extended back to not two hours, but uh hour and a half. So we've had pitting get brought back in. Um And, uh, he's been doing good with mostly getting enduro sections in. So it's been kind of, um, for a while there, kind of, uh, went to like an hour race and then no pro sections, but he's kind of bringing that all back, which is, it's really cool because it's, it's, uh, just changing things up, you know, it's making the racing more interesting. So, uh, and I've been, I practiced a lot of enduro sections. I get to practice going over like logs and I have rock gardens. So, uh, so far this season, it's been going really good for me. Uh, everything has kind of fallen into line and I've just gotten, I'm not saying lucky, but I've put in the work and we've been doing good.
0: You have won almost every
1: round, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, we were, we, for the first, let's see, we've only had, um, we've only had four rounds so far. And, uh, the first three, I went one, one, uh, the, every weekend, uh, just this last weekend, uh, with a problem. And then I got, uh, passed by Cody or Cody actually got the whole shot on Saturday and led the whole race. And then I, uh, had the mechanical on Sunday.
0: So there's only been four rounds. Are you sure?
1: Um, well, we had prim. We had Havasu, Havasu. prim Havasu taft. Uh, Glen Helen, Glen Helen. And then yes. Oh, and then we had Vegas.
0: I'd have to look up, I'd have to look up the. the and then you went, didn't you, and you went to Utah, didn't you?
1: So Oh God, we might be.
0: Six, so you've raised we
1: six. So I'd have, I had five, I had five one, one weekends. Sorry, I was completely messed up. There. I thought we had a lot less. And and then you had the
0: mechanical on the Sunday race. Were you already, were you in the lead when that happened or.
1: No, uh, I was, it was on the first, it was actually pretty unfortunate. It was on the first lap that it happens That That's why I was able to get back going and get back to the place that I was. Um, Cody had gotten a whole shot and I followed the whole lap, the whole, the whole first lap. Um, And I think I mean, what me and my dad think is that we sucked some water into the intake and it just caused my bike to blubber the whole second, the whole second and, third, third, third lap, halfway through the lap, uh, the bike finally, uh, I mean, obviously passed the water and luckily didn't ruin anything inside. And I was able to get it back going. And, and I actually, I had a phenomenal race after that. I put down the fastest lap time and, and the pro am race, not the pro race, obviously, but I had a phenomenal race after that had cleared up. So you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was a different, different type of, um, Racing it wasn't like a upfront battle, it was just coming from the back, and no one in front of me just had to kind of make my way through and just and it was fun it was it was super sick, it was a nice it was a cool race,
0: yeah, you broke travis tarno's heart
1: yeah i, I passed him on the last lap
0: like uh I mean I didn't finish wasn't it
1: no, it was we I don't even remember what it was it was it was real close to the finish line though, yeah,, yeah literally last lap, then I was thinking I was like. I was trying to think of the people who I had passed and like going through, I was like, I think I only need one more. And I was like, going out for my last lap, like, am I going to catch him? And halfway through, I was like, all right, I'm not going to catch this guy. He's too far ahead of me. And like mile or two from the finish, I saw him and I got right behind him and I, I luckily passed him, got by him. so So, yeah.
0: That's pretty cool to hear the two different sides of the story, you know, you're thinking points and and getting all excited, and he's heartbroken.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, um, just yeah, trying to get a podium. But and that race was super sick for me too because because of uh, how it had worked out. Uh, Bo by the first lap had almost lapped me, so I was able to ride like one whole lap, two whole, or like maybe two whole laps behind Bo. Um, not there's no way two laps, maybe one whole lap. I was able to stay behind bow and watch him. And then by the end the ending of the race, Travis had caught it, it was catching up to me because he was right by bow So I i was in the middle of bow and Travis for like I mean, it had to have been like four laps. Like I was right in the middle of them. I was watching bow ride and I was watching Travis ride. Travis passed me on the last lap, like right after I passed Travis Tarno and I followed him for the rest of the lap. It was that was like the coolest part of the race because I got to watch Bo bow and I got to watch Travis ride and I was like right in the middle. So I got to watch them like battle and be close to each other. So it was pretty sick too.
0: That, that's pretty awesome. Two motorcycle guys that have turned into ATV pros. Yeah. And isn't that, isn't that pretty amazing?
1: Yeah. I, and I actually, I didn't know that Bo had come from a dirt bike background until a little bit ago, not, or that's not in, uh, context but i i didn't even know bo came from a dirt bike background until a couple months ago i didn't even know that's where he came from but yeah that it, two dirt bike guys and they're that fast on quads is crazy
0: go back and listen to his first episode
1: uh both first episode on, on atv talk he talks all about it uh, i'm gonna have to because yeah i, I really didn't know it's like the first time i went to his house that he had that he was like an a like the ama the outdoors type stuff i right? I was pretty blown away because I was like, you're the quad rider and you used to race like AMA professional motocross. Like that's crazy.
0: And and he can drive a UTV so well.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, just like we were talking about, just everything that, everything that he does, he's, he's top tier. At. Do
0: you, do you have, do you keep your emotions in check most of the time?
1: Uh, I mean, I would, I would like to say so. Um, I feel that I try to be the best person, like the best person I can, I always congratulate everybody, no matter what the outcome is. I, I try to always be positive and be a, yeah.
0: Like when my- your bike was having a problem, if you just maintain your composure and, and just relax and deal with it, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I would, I don't, I try not to freak out. I mean, obviously I mean, you get like flustered a bit, like, uh, the, for that second lap, I had to get off the track and push my bike off. Cause it like died. And we, I had no idea what had happened. And I just, was just going through my head. I was trying to like think of things that could go wrong. Like I was just like my battery cover. I, I raced with it off cause we had some problems, uh, last year or something, whatever. So I raced with it off. So I was like put on a battery I pulled my fuse. Like I just, I didn't even know what I was looking for. I was just looking for something to be wrong. Right. And then, I just got, I couldn't find anything. So I just got back on my bike and luckily it started. And yeah, I mean, I I try to stay as composed as possible because I mean, it it doesn't help. And I've learned that because I mean, on my two fifties, I was a little bit more like flustered and, but I, I know a lot about my bike. Like I, I work on all my bikes. So I, I try to retain as much information as I can. So I know what is going wrong when something does go wrong and I don't have any help.
0: That's the best thing learning your machine so that when you are out there you can you can make it uh, fix it or at least understand what the diagnosis is so if you need to run to the pits or whatever it is you can do so and and get the machine back on the track
1: yeah and that's what and that was really my mentality at that point in the race when i pulled off i was just like i mean what do i need to do like what can i do to get my bike back going just like i said just going through the steps going through the process you know just checking everything that you could do with no tools or anything um just obviously by hand or visual so i just tried to stay as focused as possible and try not to let that ruin the rest of our race
0: in the old days we always used to race with fanny packs with tools
1: yeah, I think I, I probably need to start doing that now that I wear a fanny pack or something, or I wear a fanny pack. I don't bring anything like that, but I mean, it's not a bad idea to do that. Or I know, um, I know a few guys, uh, on the Hondas where you're supposed to put the battery, there's that little cubby. I know some people put like tool packets in there. So that, I mean, I was thinking maybe even something like that after this failure had happened.
0: Yeah, but what would you, have, what would you have done?
1: Like, uh, what do you mean?
0: What would you have done to solve the problem when, with the tools you wouldn't have
1: known? Well, not in like that. like in that situation, I knew my bike was going to restart. Like I, the bike didn't die, but it was just blubbering so bad. I was like, if this is something dumb that I could just fix really quick, like it would just be so much easier if I just looked at it real quick. Like I was, I mean, if something like really bad happened, then obviously the tools would help. But that situation, I knew my bike was going to restart, and I knew that I could get it back to the pits where I could get like a a bunch of help and like actually get the bike hopefully back to a hundred. So,
0: did you think that maybe you were going to pull into the pits and have, you know, ask for some type of guidance, or it started running good before you before you went to that route?
1: No, it started running good before I got back to the pits. So that, that first lap I went into the pits cause it literally happened right before or not right before the scoring shoe, like a mile before the scoring shoe, it just started happening randomly. And it did that all the way to the scoring shoot. So I pulled in the pits. My dad looked over the bike. We, we looked at, it. he looked at everything and he was just like, you just got to, you just got to keep going. If the bike dies and you just got to get someone to tow you in or like you just got to figure it out and luckily that that didn't the bike never died on me but um i mean by time i got back to the pits that next lap the bike was back running and everybody was like yeah definitely some weight off the back because it would have been would have been kind of a blow to not be able to finish that race but we we got back going.
0: That's awesome. Do You ever go mountain bike riding with your uh, sister?
1: Yeah, I ride. I ride my mountain bike. I, well, before I rode my mountain bike almost every single day, just my sister actually lives in Colorado. So I don't, I don't get to see her much, but mountain biking. I, yeah, that's what I do, especially for cross training. It's amazing. I ride on a mountain bike like every day, almost just around my local trails. You got some good stuff up there. Yeah, I got some, I got some actually pretty sick trail systems right by my house. I ride from my house on the roads out there and dude, I got, and I got some pretty gnarly trail systems. Sick.
0: That's awesome. I'm jealous. I got to drive everywhere to get to, to find something, you know, well, when I was riding, I don't ride much anymore. Yeah. It, it, change of life, you know, got a wife and, and she wants that mountain bike time to be her time. Yeah,
1: no, I I got you, but uh, yeah. no, I, I'm lucky on that end. For for like riding quads, we we still have to drive a pretty far ways. But riding mountain bikes, that's the one thing I can do right from my house. Is that is that
0: your like one of your main conditioning deals is riding that mountain bike?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on that mountain bike. I mean, obviously more than my ATV, but yeah, I mean, I go to the gym and stuff, but the mountain bike is definitely my cardio and it's a, definitely my, uh, my endurance, my endurance, uh, training.
0: Yeah. It expands your lungs. That helps, yeah. you know, what's the most tra- challenging track you've raced on in works
1: works. Uh, yeah. Had to have been, has to be, how uh, do you, has to be a uh, either it has to be Havasu this year I don't know what it, I don't know what it was but like all through my 250 years I used to love Havasu because it was so rough and I and I'm that type of rider I love rough stuff but um Havasu I mean uh, on the 452 during the pro race it gets a lot more beat up but yeah uh, that race killed me I mean I was in I was in some pain after that race and track so short you know so many laps are getting put in the whoops just get so deep, and it was it was, that was the biggest toll I took on my body for sure.
0: Really? Yeah, it was. It, you're young. How could it hurt? How could you ever get tired?
1: It it happens. Even though I'm young, it 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 hurts. <laughs> How many days did it take to recover? I was. I did not want to do anything the <laughs> that whole week after that. I was just wanted to lay in bed. I mean, I was just. It was. It was my, the most grueling race I had ever, I had ever endured. I mean, it was something about it. It was just, that one killed my body. Wow. What do you think of mesquite? Mesquite? Um, mesquite. I, I love, I love the mesquite track. Actually it's, uh, I think it's, it's one of my favorite tracks because uh, the sand out there, the sand isn't like Havasu sand. It's really a, it's almost like rocks. It's all riverbed sand. And it's, I don't know what it is. It's just different. And the layout of the track, I love it way more, especially last year because we didn't only go, uh, if you remember Mesquite, we go left out the, uh, out the moto and we ride that whole riverbed. But last year we went up farther and we went through the farm fields and then up through the concrete on the back and then jumped down that big hill. Like, uh, if you've watched the work videos, you saw it, but, um, Mesquite, uh, one of my favorite tracks 100
0: i like it Keith, when uh they brought us up the top so you went up the big hill and okay, yeah. then you went across that road that you drive out mm-hmm. you go down that road in the whoop it was all whoops okay. and then you would take a, a left and drop back down into that um flat area okay the other side of the hill that nobody can see from the racetrack And then we went off into the river bottom. Trying
1: to think of
0: what you know exactly. If you've seen it, as you're driving in and you're sitting in the passenger seat, Mm -hmm. before you can see the track, if you look down to your right, there's a big open space down there, and then there's like a that that mountain that that blocks your view, seeing the valley when you when you're looking out to the farm fields. Yeah, so that dropped you back in there, and then we would—they'd run us off into the river bottom. So that, I, that was a—that was a pretty cool layout.
1: I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. In this this last year, they ran us the opposite way. So you went up the hill, then down that road. This year, we came up that and then dropped down the moto. Yeah, okay. I've done that. I've done that too. Yeah, that so that was the way you're talking about. So that road you're talking about that, that's the section that was super sick too. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just a cool. It's like a long. It's just a long road. And it's just whoops, and it's, and they're all pretty mellow and rolly, so it's sick.
0: Yeah, that there's definite times there that I've liked that place and times there that I hated it. The the year I had to ride the Kawasaki 700 there, it was the worst. The, yeah. the If you turned a Volkswagen upside down the whole out area in the wash was all those gigantic whoops, and they were horrible.
1: You're starting to... Sorry, you started breaking up for a second. I, something happened with my Wi-Fi, I think. Sorry, you kind of broke up that for a second and started my speech. Yeah, it's,
0: it's been happening throughout the deal, but it's okay. just like one stutter of a word and uh-huh. then it goes... Uh, I don't know why Wi-Fi just doesn't seem to be the heat. Maybe is affected by it. I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just it started freezing up randomly. Yeah. Okay, but sorry. Yeah, I kind of heard what you were saying, but uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. What,
0: what did you think of the stadium style races
1: like in Vegas? Uh, Vegas was a cool experience. It was a cool experience for me. I. I really loved it because that was my first time. It's kind of weird, but I, it was my first time racing at night. For some reason, I was super excited for racing at night. I don't know why, but it was just uh, the stadium. It was super sick. Uh, like I said, I kind of like enduro, enduro style things, like enduro cross, like that. I I really loved that track. That was a cool experience for me to get to do. And you won that one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Cody had, uh, broken a, um, what did he break? He broke his, uh, he broke his ball joint or his upper, his upper a arm of that. What is that called? I can't think of what's that called. The red Heim. Yeah. The Heim, the Heim, he broke his Heim. Uh, because he, went, he did the doubles on the side and then underneath that bridge, he came in and it was super slippery in that corner and his front tire hit and it just broke it right there. Cause he hit it with his bars in it and he kept his forward and. So yeah, uh, he was able to get back on, but yeah, I was able to win that race, which was sick. It was a, once again, just an awesome experience at all. Yeah.
0: That's outstanding. Do you think that you'll ever go to a, or would ever want to go to more of a stadium style racing?
1: Mm, no, I don't think so. I'm really more of a, uh, I, I love endurance style racing, like, a. I, I'm really interested in, um, I really want to do desert racing. I really want to get into desert race. I know it's completely opposite from GNCC, but, um, I really just like a endurance style racing. Like I would love to do one day, the Baja. And like, I don't really like short course. So that's why I'm not really interested in ATV MX because I don't like a shorter style racing or like sprint style. I, I love enduring races.
0: Let, 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 let's talk about that. Uh, has your dad, had you hooked up with any teams um have you got any invitations to do any of that stuff
1: my dad really does not want me to race desert. he does not want me to race desert at all because where he had all his injuries was all in a desert he has been he's been trying to keep me from racing desert because he just doesn't want me to get hurt like he does out there um so I I've got invited to race out there, but I, I have yet to get the chance. That's why I really want to because it's something else that I just haven't got to do yet. Um but he's been trying to shelter me from the desert side of things because he doesn't want me to get hurt like he does out there.
0: I could see where you could get hurt. Racing works or desert. Yep.
1: Desert is high
0: speed and works. Works is too to a point
1: yeah um his i think my uh his biggest worry um is the fact that i'm it's more of a i mean you're you're by yourself out you're by yourself out there you know if something did happen um like what just happened uh obviously to me um i was able to ride back in but like if something you know worse happened like I, if i would be stuck out there i mean that's like his worries like if i got hurt bad enough to where i was out there and I wasn't able to ride or if I wasn't able to do anything and I was just stuck out there. And I think that's mostly his, his like concerns, but I mean, that's really all he's told me so far. He won't, he won't even let me really talk about it. I mean, he'll shut, shut the idea down fast. Which you
0: know what? I don't disagree. I mean, I could understand, I can understand it uh, from a father looking at it from a father's point of view Mm -hmm. um, looking at it as a, because I had a blast doing it and wanting to race, uh, and enjoying, enjoying it so much that I would love to race a desert race with my son or, or be yeah. a part of it. I mean, your dad can still ride real, real well, can he?
1: Yeah. That's, and that's what he was saying. I, I told him that's, I, I've always told him, I'm like, eventually there's going to be a day where I'm just, where I'm old enough and I can say, I'm going to go race. I'm going to go race. And he was like, if you're going to do the Baja, I want to do it with you. Cause I never got to do the Baja." So he says like when I'm, when I'm older and I really make the decision that I want to go do it, he says he wants to do it with me. So, I mean, I'd be, I'd be completely okay with doing it with my dad and just having, finding another writer and doing like a father son type deal.
0: How does the boss think? What does the
1: boss think of that? My mom, I mean, <laughs> my mom, she, she doesn't, I don't know. I mean, she's been through it so much with my dad. I mean, she gets scared of me racing. She's going to be scared of me racing no matter where I race, you know? Um, And I mean, she knows she trusts me. I mean, she trusts me and she trusts my dad. I mean, anytime we race, she's not going to love it, but you know, she's, she's, she's not going to stop us. She, she knows that this is what we do. And she, she knows she can't stop it.
0: Does she worry about your sister racing mountain bikes? I mean
1: I'm no, I mean not really I mean, Have you you seen know, those violent videos of those people crashing? yeah, but she does she's on the x c side she's not the downhill. She doesn't do like the gnarly stuff. she does XC. I mean she i mean she's gotten hurt before, but she's definitely not as scared as when I get raced. <laughs> that's too funny so she
0: your sister cross-country rides m- mostly
1: yeah she is just um, an xc rider yeah just just xc yeah
0: i don't i think uphills are funner that's crazy but that's crazy I mean, but that's what gets you in shape right yeah i don't know
1: it's no fun though
0: <laughs> yeah i know i know i know what she's about Think about it. You get to kill yourself going up there. You're hot. You're tired. And then you get to have a blast for like three minutes.
1: Yeah. Three minutes going on. It took you like 30 to get up. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, it's a two hour ride up and then, you know, a 10 minute ride down and you're like, I'm done already.
1: You know? I mean, I, I do it. I make myself do it. I mean, when I ride from here, I have to ride all the, ride all the way up, but I don't get, she loves it. That's still. I don't get her. I don't get my sister, but yeah,
0: that's okay. I think when you finally get a chance to ride desert, it it'll give you a perspective on really what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I just have to ride it. I have to try it. I have to know what it is really.
0: Well, go race a district 38 race first.
1: Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. And, um, the Moran, the Moran night races. Um, one of my, really my closest friends, uh, that I have, um, he has been trying to get me to race a desert race with him for a long time. He, uh, uh, his name is Tyler Morgan, but, uh, he doesn't, he's not like a, uh, up top racer. He races. We are him just good friends. And we just, he's been trying to get me to do this desert race with him forever doing these Moran night races with them. So hopefully I get to do one of those soon, but obviously I need some, do some training in the desert before I do a night race so yeah district 38 race or anything like that you know and
0: hey, just go just go ride in the desert in the whoops and you'll have a blast you know
1: yeah yeah sorry my sorry my dad just tried to walk in
0: that's no, okay he's welcome it's okay no, he's, not gonna, go. he's not gonna break the camera or nothing
1: yeah don't say don't say that but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited. I want to go, I want to go start trying to get out there more. So yeah.
0: Well, I, yeah, I, I hope you do. I hope you get to race at all. I really do. Because I think that as young as you are and as much skill as you have, I think you have, you can make an impact wherever you go.
1: Yeah, no. And that's what I, that's what I hope for too. Um, obviously I'd love, I'd love to race it, race it all. You know, I'd love to race ATVMX and GNCC, but... I mean, we'll see where it goes. I'm still young and, you know, hopefully I have a lot ahead of me.
0: We'll just pack up the whole family and move to West Virginia and you're good.
1: I I know my mom, my parents really want to move. They want to get out of here. They want to get out of California, but I got, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I I'm stuck here. I got, you know, my close friends, when I turn when I turn 18 and I like move out, that's I'm probably going to go hopefully to the East Coast or get out of California at least. But I don't know. I'm not, I think I'm going to make them stay here till I, till I get out of high school just because I don't know. Just all my hometown friends, you know, it's kind of hard to leave. But yeah.
0: Yeah. That's but it. there's so much life out there, bud. I know your friends will be your friends forever. It's just hard. I don't know. <laughs> I d- I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, d- you guys don't have anything planned to go back east this year, then?
1: No, I think um, I think we're gonna go. I think we're really hoping. Uh, we've been trying to get a GNCC bike uh, together, a four fifty, a big bill Since next year will be sixteen, and I'm able to build a uh, race. And I think we're hoping to bring that to the last round of Ironman. Obviously, I can't race there because I'll be 15, but we want to go to Ironman. Have you ever got to go to the Ironman GSC race? First one. You're going to go this year?
0: No, the first one.
1: Oh, oh, like the first, the first, first do you know one.
0: Who, do you know who the Ironman race is named after? Mm-hmm. Bob Sloan. Bob's like a. Uh, Bob Sloan, probably. One of the fiercest competitors you'd ever, ever want to hear about or talk about. Um,
1: an East Coast rider? I've he was, never, I've never he heard
0: of him XC, before. He was an XC rider. Okay. And he passed away uh, during at the end of the Blackwater 100.
1: Okay. I think it was 93. Okay. So oh, a while ago, but that, that track is named after him or his writing? Iron Bob, the Iron Man Sloan. I've never, I've never heard of that writer before. I've never heard of that story before, actually.
0: Um, You can hear some of it. If you go back to um, Jason Sloan's episode on the podcast, that's his son. Okay. And you can listen to it and there's articles uh, published about him. Uh, You can do some Google research. I, he's definitely somebody you should research. Um, Okay. Very, very fierce competitor. I had an episode with Walker Fowler and uh, Barry Hawk. Okay. And uh, he was brought up during that episode. I had an episode with, with Barry Hawk and uh, I asked Barry Hawk who the fir- fiercest competitor he ever faced was, and that was was Bob.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely have to go back and listen to those because I have never heard I've never heard of that rabbit before, actually. So I'll go look. I got a couple of things I gotta go look at after this. I'll have some I'll have some podcasts to listen to.
0: Um, yeah because i mean you, you you're the history that's one of the things that, that that's missing for you guys that's that's one another reason why the podcast is here is history i wanted to bring some of the history back i want some of the stories to be told um you know i want your story to be told as you develop and grow in the industry um, the growth of the industry is everything and that's something that as we come together and as you self promote on the Mm -hmm. podcast or in other uh, avenues of, of, of getting uh, promotions, you know, or or print or or whatever you want to call it. um, We we have to grow the industry together and stay positive. And that's one of the reasons why I, I I said to you, I don't think the industry is shrinking as much as some people do. Um, It's, it's, it's definitely different on the West Coast than it is the East Coast, but we can change it,
1: yeah, and uh, that's that's what I mean, me and my dad have talked about uh, your podcast before and and I think it is uh, I think it uh, like you said it's not like it's not small, uh, but I think it's I, i've I've noticed a lot more riders or riders in general kind of in works like the past year, not like my first year, I was still pretty slow, but I've noticed there. I I've seen more about quads recently. Like I've seen more, um, I've seen growth and I, of course, in a short period of time, I mean, and, but I've seen, uh, just bigger, I've seen it become bigger. I've seen more events pop up for quad racing. That's not just dirt bikes. Like I've, I've just seen more of that recently, which I've been super excited about
0: and and I try to reach out to as many venues as i can and as many people as i can in the time frame that i have that's mm-hmm. where it comes to this portion of the of the, of the of our conversation if you have something that you need to promote make sure that you get us the information so that we can put it out on all of our social media outlets and so that we can reach out to your fans so if you have an instagram and you have a facebook make sure that you promote yourself make sure that you promote that you're on the show and and that gets a friend to see it and then a friend's friend hey i got a quad you know maybe i want to and 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 it just develops slowly um because do you even know what year our industry started no, I I have no I have no idea. First, the, 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 okay, everybody listening, I'm sorry. He's young. I'll have to say it again. I've said it like almost every episode. In 1969, the first three wheeler came to the United States. Three Wheelers which started our industry. Okay. 1969. So, yep. Long, long, long before you were born. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That 1964. You were four. Yeah. I don't know. That was a long time ago. When did the first quad come to the USA? Like when did the first 85 85? So
0: probably there were probably, um, prototypes in 84 mm -hmm. maybe even as early as 83, but they weren't talked about, um, the Suzuki kept it pretty quiet when they came
1: out with that 85 quad racer. Now and that was the first ever quarter ATV or four wheeler to come out to the. From my
0: knowledge, yeah, I didn't see any. Um, I didn't see any. There might have been uh, some some different stuff that people were. Uh, that nobody promoted mm-hmm. with different brands or or homemade stuff, um, which there's nothing wrong with that because our industry lived on that for years and years. Yeah. Um, Honda came out with theirs in eighty six.
1: So, one year after Suzuki came out? Yep. And then when did Yamaha come, Yamaha come out with their first Manchi
0: one? Manchi came out in 87. 87. So, it was all... I, I think it was 87 as well, and a
1: Warrior. So, it all had kind of popped up, at like, in this, in a few years of, a few-year time frame, it all had uh, popped up. Well, right. you're
0: missing out on from 69 to, to 85 was all three-wheeler stuff
1: yeah and i've i've seen i've watched i I like watching like uh old videos like uh who i watched one i listened to one year podcast on the way to i don't even know where i was and i forget the writer's name but then i looked them up on youtube and i i for like a long time i just looked up like a lot of old youtube videos or like old videos of all the three-wheelers and the like not like that old, but like the older, the older type stuff. And like, like way back, I mean, as early as I could find.
0: You're talking Marty Hart, uh, Jimmy White, Mike Coe, uh, Jim Babbitt. I mean, these are all archaic three-wheeler guys. Mm. I say they're archaic, you know, uh, Dean Sundahl is probably a name that you've had to have heard at some point. Your dad may have spoke of him. He's a a local desert guy, Baja been all over the world, riding three wheelers and stuff. One of these days, I'm going to sit down with him and talk talk with him. So there's just a ton of history that you young guys. have no idea. Yeah. You need to have some of that so that you understand where we came from and how small it was and how big it got. And then the growth changes, you know, having a dip is nothing. You know, I believe that a, a, another sport quad is going to come out at some point. I really do. You know I, have yeah. to, you know, I have to believe that in my heart, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think we all do. I think we all hope. And I mean, we all hope that Yamaha keeps coming out with them. I mean, I think they will, but I mean like hopefully yeah, another brand, I'm not saying, I mean, Yamaha obviously is the probably the leader right now, but hopefully, I mean, Honda or just someone else will start you know coming out with newer models and just newer stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it would be great if Honda came out with theirs and then KTM came out with a KTM husky and a gas gas, you know. I mean <laughs> there's then there would be five different manufacturers per se sitting on the starting line that, you know, and uh and yeah, if be, KTM would come. If KTM would come to ATV people and talk to true ATV people to build their machine, um, not the European guys, come to the Americans because no offense to the European guys, I just don't
1: think that they build the same way we do at all. No, I mean I don't know. it's been proven. I mean the yeah, I don't know. I think I agree with you. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, there's there's so many things that 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 need to go on for the younger guys. So you should do some homework and uh, touch base back with me and and let me know what you figured out. And always, always keep the door open. If you have something you want to talk about, something you need to announce or something you want to promote, you reach out to me and we'll get you a spot and and make sure it happens. All
1: right. 100%. I will definitely remember that hopefully i get something or i can get something to you guys
0: No, it's 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 all depends on what goes on in in your world with with your racing and you know um you have a potential to be a two-time pro-am champion um mike sloan was a two-time pro-am champion um Hmm. there was one other maybe two others that logan logan was yeah,
1: Logan Logan I uh, didn't did Logan win more than twice or did Logan go to pro before he got three?
0: No, oh, he got two and then went pro. You know, two is the cutoff generally before you gotta go pro. And
1: well, I think I think you could race again, but I think by that time most riders are like they're all ready. But I, is there an actual rule of stating that like you can't uh, go more than two or three, or
0: I don't think that there's a technical rule. But I think that Randy would be doing his series in injustice.
1: Yeah, like it, would, it wouldn't be. A, it wouldn't be like a cool thing to do as a writer either. I mean, I feel like after winning your third title in the same class, like you'd you'd want to grow. Staying in the like, I feel like as a writer, you wouldn't want to stay in that long either. You know.
0: Right. There's been a couple of guys that actually retired because they wanted. They told them they had to go up, and they didn't want to, and they. Stop driving.
1: Yeah, this just doesn't make any sense. Like I just uh, I, class, I, I, I'm just looking forward to growth. That's what I guess. I'm just looking forward to grow, you know. The pro the
0: pro class is a different world.
1: Yeah. You're racing for money.
0: Yeah. That's okay. your and that's life. The speeds are different. I know this is the this is the, the optical illusion for you. You start the line behind. You compare lap times, you come in third occasionally, this is going on and that's going on. But you look at some of the pros that that they're they've grown, they're they're incredibly fast. Okay. And you don't realize the pace that they actually are going.
1: Yeah. Um, and I and I know what you're talking about. Like you, you get excited if like you're like uh, matching lap times or not matching, but coming in close to lap times of, uh, of the top riders, but it's, it's all different. It's different when you're racing with them and not against the clock. Yep. Totally different.
0: Braxton. I want to let you, uh, I want to let you go. I want to thank you so much for taking the time with me. I want to get more information from you as far as what you're going to do in the start of next year and how things are going to break down The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at atvtalkpodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience. Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs